I know this sounds like bad, but I liked it before you put any of the critiques in. You shouldn't have done it. And like, you shouldn't have put the critiques in. I'm like, fuck, what am I meant to do? Yeah. But like, I guess it's a compliment yeah. in, a, in a way. But he was like, yeah, don't. Like, what are the critiques? Like edits? Yeah. Oh, like okay. changing, the, yeah, changing yeah. the script. And he was like, no, nah, you shouldn't have changed it that way. Yeah. And I was like, well, that was like the only critique I really got. Yeah. Like I only got a couple and I like added them in. He's like, nah, it was better before. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. Nice man. <laughs> but I'd still get graded down on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready to go. All right, are you rolling, Reese? I'm rolling out. Cool. Just yell out once you guys are each rolling. You're rolling. Yep. Was that good volume? You all good? Yeah. Cool. A bit closer. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim. And our producer's name. My name's Reese. That's Reese. That's our producer. He's wearing a beautiful double green today. Look uh, at that. Not many people could pull off the double green as eloquently as you have, Reese. I'd, I'd say very few, Cam. Mm. Very few. We got a and we got an Adidas an Adidas green sweater matched with a BMF green hat. What does BMF stand for, Cam? Uh, stole this from a music festival. <laughs> Reese doesn't look like a criminal, but we found out recently that in some ways he is. He's been doing a, a what do you call it, a racketeering excursion, <laughs> handing out flyers completely illegally Ooh. for his upcoming gig. Nice. No, no permits. Just a real gangster on the streets. Yeah, <laughs> just throwing them in gutters, <laughs> ramming them through doors. Go to Reese's gig this coming Sunday. It's um, where's it happening, Reese? Fifi's happening at Fifi's bar. What time? Uh, six. Six. Reese will be at your doorstep knocking <laughs> to give you one of the flyers, and he has no permit, but accept it. Yeah, and just like if 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 anything, just to see the double grain. Yep. Yeah. Wear that every day this week. <laughs> yeah, Reese will not be getting changed. <laughs> and uh, Fifi's bar is on Johnson Street in Fitzroy. Yes. Or Collingwood, Fitzroy. Yeah, one of the two on Johnson Street, a great bar. Yeah, it is. How's your week going, Cam? How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm on the job hunt, which is mm. a mission. It can be a little, um, satur- it can be exhausting for the soul, to be honest. Uh, but I'm still doing good. I've left the workplace where it was up to two hours commute each way. Dude, I, and, like, how long did you do that for? Uh, four and a half months. Bro, so mm. brutal. Yeah, it was. So brutal. How do you feel now having to, like, when you wake... What, what time do you have you been waking up? Yeah, like a, an hour and a half later now that I don't work there, mm. and it's amazing. It's That's still feeling. quite good, like, considering you need to be searching for a job. If I had just come off that, I'd be sleeping until midday. <laughs> Every day. I've still got, like, freelance clients, so right. I still am getting up to do oh, job okay. stuff throughout the day. Yeah. yeah. If I had nothing, I wouldn't be getting up till like just as the sun was going down. Yeah. Honestly. Have you been like have you hit any uh interviews yet? You just been getting out resumes, just trying to meet people. Yeah, and- yep. I've done a couple, eh? Um and I think they've gone good. Like they haven't gotten back to me <laughs> but I feel like the atmosphere within the interview was good. How do you compare it to that backpack interview that you had where you were so, when you were so sweaty that your shirt actually looked like you were wearing a backpack but you didn't actually have a backpack on? All of the interviews have been better than that. <laughs> but they actually offered you the job for that, didn't they? Yeah, and I've I've started working for them. It's oh. like basically they offered me a permanent position and I said I appreciate it but it's not an exact fit to like what I want to do and they said uh, we would just love you to have some involvement in the strategy that we're creating. Can we please just pay you f- to do six days across two weeks? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, 
The yeah. cool thing about working there too is that you, they you can rock up wearing or dressed or looking like whatever you want, bro. If yeah. you if you get an interview with a sweat pack, drenched you- <laughs> in your own sweat. <laughs> I can wear anything I want. I can wear shorts and one jandal. (laughs) Can we chuck that photo up on the Stallion's page for people to see? Because that is... For a bit of context. It truly is beautiful. Yeah, man. When I saw it, you had just told me the story. Mm. And I saw it and and I was like, oh, Cam's wearing a backpack. (laughs) (laughs) The sweat pack looked so good that it filled me straight after hearing that story. Such an authentic looking sweat pack. (laughs) How's your week, man? What have you been pondering? Um, I've been pondering a few things, man. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been writing a lot, which yes. has been great. So still, still kicking it at uni, still, mm. um, still doing good things. I actually um, am booking a trip away. I'm going to Warrnambool. I'm going to catch the V line. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to go out to um, Warrnambool and stay at this like sort of like okay resort. So it's got a spa and a sauna and stuff. Is right on the beach. I'm going to go stay there by myself. For, yeah. for for five days and just write a little brainstorming retreat. Um, I'm gonna. I don't know. I've got, I'm coming in with three ideas. That seems like an onto it way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm coming in with already stuff, and I just I'm just like getting away from everything. I'm gonna turn off all the Wi-Fi. Turn off yeah. like any internet connections. I'll have like my phone on just for emergencies. Yeah. And I'll just just write for five days, just completely alone. Great idea. Yeah. Well, because um, I'm not a massive Boniver fan like music wise i think he's super talented and he's and he's really good i've seen him live it was amazing yeah um but when he wrote that first album i think it's called forever he went into uh into like a hut like mm-hmm. in the in the in the wilderness and came back with an album that like changed music it's amazing that every single person right now who knows who boniver is knows that story like i don't think yeah. i've ever read that story online or in a magazine or anywhere but anytime that band comes yeah. up or that artist comes up that story also follows. I wonder if it's an urban legend. I don't know. I don't, you, do you, do you, if, okay. If you were in his position mm. and that story started to float around, would you correct it? Nah, just go with it. <laughs> because when you listen to it, <laughs> when you listen to Bonnie Bear, you're like, you believe it instantly. Yeah. You're like, oh, the poor, He's poor the little, kind of guy. He's w- the kind yeah. of guy that would do that. Yeah. Just lock himself in a cabin and cry with his guitar for a week. Yeah. yeah. And I say that knowing full well that so am I. <laughs> Well, apart from um, apart from that, I just before right before we started this podcast, oh. maybe thirty minutes before, I got stung by a bee. Yeah, yeah, and I basically didn't hardly reacted. Are you doing all right now? I'm though? doing pretty good. I feel okay. So I didn't let a lot go before. So I feel a bit weird, but I don't know if it's because I've had two glasses of wine or um, oh yeah, show the cam- we got we we're, we got we're, cameras we're going for this one. Cameras going for this one. It's actually gone down a little bit. Hey. It's yeah. not as red. It's got mustard swells in the in the wound. Timmy's housemate Kate said, "What you've got to put on that is either honey or mustard." And yeah. so, Timmy, you found an old McDonald's sachet of mustard. Yeah, a sweet mustard. Yeah, yeah perfect. It's what doctors worldwide recommend. I've got quite a hairy. How would you describe this cam? It was better. It was better when there was like the actual swirl in there. But I've got. I'm quite hairy, and the mustard became like a like the eye of a hurricane or a cyclone. Yeah, that's that's like probably a, like a ginger thing. hurricane. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. And but, how does the actual area? So you're feeling weird mentally, but how about the area where the sting happened? Oh no, that feels okay. Okay. Yeah, it feels a little bit like something went down. Did there. you watch the bee do it? <laughs> so what happened was I felt something like sort of on my collar, and I was like, I was like, oh, mm. yeah, get get off there, bug. And then <laughs> and then I thought that I got rid of it, and I then felt it crawling on my stomach, and I was like, oh, okay, on the skin. Yeah, now it's panic mode. Yep. And then so I lifted up my shirt, it dropped out, but as it dropped out, it stung me. One and last thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> like fuck yeah. <laughs> But because did you know, like uh, most people know this, but did you know that bees die when they sting yeah. you? Yeah, because their stinger is connected to their spinal cord that's connected to their brain. It's frustrating yeah, for them. Yeah, really frustrating, bro. But it's kind of, I've always thought about this, how I really like that, how you've got like this one finishing move, right? This one like, the, this one move that would say like would, would, would really harm somebody, but it's going to kill you. Mm. Yeah. Do, do you reckon they know? Do you reckon the bees know? Yeah, I reckon that bee is obsessed with hurricanes and has a thing for gingers. <laughs> <laughs> and it saw you as a blank canvas to I express did, both of its true loves. 
Do you reckon that B knew that I was going to put mustard on it? He knew all along. Yeah. He scoped the house first, man. He was here for days looking through the pantry. He's like, good, no honey. Oh, but he's got some Macca's mustard. <laughs> Real plotting. He's eh? an artist, man. He's yeah. an artist. And he died for his art. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was like a it was like a black bee. It wasn't like a... They didn't have any orange on it. Nah. Is that even a bee? I don't know, bro. It sounds like you got bitten by a large beetle. But the stinger was... was... Oh, it had, and did the sting have a, sta- a sack on it? Um, it kind of had a little bit of like a membrane. Yeah, that's, yeah that thing. Yeah. yeah, that's like its guts probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should we jump into some stories for the weekend? We should. If you haven't joined us before, the way this show works is Timmy and I don't tell each other what news stories have caught our eye this week. It's and a then big we, no-no. Yeah. We don't do it. We've we, never done it. We actually barely talk during, <laughs> during the week just to make sure that we don't ruin anything that we could record. And then we wait till you're listening and tell each other the news that has weirded us out or caught our eye. Essentially, Cam, news we like. It is. <laughs> All right, Cam, I got a headline for you. Um, I wanted to go back. It's been a few episodes, maybe maybe a while, mm. since we have had some penis-related stories on 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 the podcast. I've got two this week. Just a just a just a really amp thing. Starting with two penis stories. <laughs> no, I'm going to break it up. Oh, I'm okay. Go, what would you actually? What would you prefer? Uh, give me an idea of what each penis story is. Um, stories about dicks, bro. Like I don't. I how do I? Well, how? Why does it even matter which one I choose? If those. Well, no, no. Here's the thing. Do you want? Do oh, you want do I want a completely non-penis story or do, a? Yeah. No. Do you want them? Um. So I'm gonna do one now, a penis yeah. story. But do you want like both the penis stories one after each other for me, or do you want a different story spaced them out? Like, uh, I think it's healthy to space them out. Yeah. Like penis in moderation. <laughs> All right. I've got a headline for you, Cam. Man forced to show penis to in-laws to prove he didn't kill his wife. Oh, <laughs> a lot to digest. What did you get from that headline? Um, instantly was like, don't know if this is real. It is real. I've <laughs> okay. researched this. So, a grieving husband has been forced to show officials his genitals to prove that he didn't kill his wife. Um, I, uh, he was taken in for questioning following the death of the young woman, 23. Quite sad. Um, his father-in-law... Uh, claimed she died during sex as a result of the size of his penis on February 26. Police in Indonesia then made him show his penis to them, his late wife's relatives, and other officials from the village. <laughs> it was found that he had a normal-sized penis. The wife was found dead in her bed um, in the in the in the eastern province. She had suffered an epileptic fit. Was how she uh. died um, during the night. And uh, the father-in-law had heard rumours from a neighbour that uh, that her that that his son-in-law had accidentally killed her during sex. The head of the local police department said, after seeing directly the genitalia that was thought to be oversized, mm. it turned out to be a standard size. <laughs> How do you find that? Like, what 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 do they like? If you're a police officer. Do you go straight off like what your penis is? I reckon every man in that room just said, oh, no, that's just average. (laughs) (laughs) Do you reckon that I I, look if if I think to be fair, if you're going to like if you're going to do like a proper assessment, you need to get a whole bunch of dudes in there and you'll need to get nude and you all need to like measure up your dicks, measure it up to the to the dude's dick. Yeah. And if you like, if you're gonna go, like, to be honest, you probably shouldn't be going down this road in the first place. Yeah. yeah. If it's a murder investigation, my top tip would be mm. uh, leave it to the law. <laughs> this don't is the start, law. Don't this... bring him. That doesn't he showing it to the neighbours and to the to yeah. the. That's not leaving it to the yeah, law. That's true. That, that's like some next level. What do you call it? Neighbourhood watch. Yeah. That's. That they took the law into their own hands. That's like next level of conspiracies, eh? Because they, I, I see what the police are doing here. They go, look, if we don't show your dick to your father-in-law, the rest of your family, and the village, they're going to start rumors. <laughs> like we need to, they're going to say the police lied. There's police corruption. We need to, we need to really nip this in the bud. And yeah. uh, show everybody. So reveal yourself to your neighbor. Dick. Just take a photo. Take one photo once <laughs> and take it around. Here's the other thing, like a lot of penises. Are different sizes to when they're flaccid to when they're erect. I'd say all. Oh yeah, yeah. Not not all. That's actually not true. Do you not, think some are smaller? No, I think some are the same size. Like you know when like you see a, uh, like pornography and it's like a really really big penis and then it just kind of goes from flaccid to erect but stays the same size. Oh, I've I would always I don't have I've never seen that. I would You've always never seen that. <laughs> never. I, would, I think that it's. 
there must be some growth circumference-wise at least. You reckon? Yeah, I just don't see something saying size-wise the exact same. I don't know. All right, we've got five guys in this room. Let's go. <laughs> But yeah, if you're going to measure what actually, you know, you think killed the woman, mm. you would you would say you'd like, say that you'd call up the forensics team and say, take a couple of weeks off, boys. <laughs> We've got this. We're, we're going to do some door knocking. We're going to get this man hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's essentially what you would have to do. Every time they tested it, like they'll be like, all right, mm. now we're going to the neighbor's house, the one who came up with this rumor. And then when they get in there and he pulls his pants down, the cops would be, have to be like, go on. Get, Get hard. Get an erection. Yeah. And the guy would be like, how? What do you think? How do you think? <laughs> how do you think the guy you accused got his erection? Fuck you. Fuck that neighbor, eh? I tell you what, like, that dude must be so bored. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, wow, this seems like a good idea. Yeah. It sounds like a creepy, and they keep referring mm. it to it as the village. The village. It makes it way creepier that yeah. everyone in the village has a rumor about the size of this man's wang. Have you seen the movie The Village by M. Night Shalala? Yeah, I liked Man. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, did you um, like it? Yeah, I did like it. What did you... I, what do you think about his endings to films? Like, they're very... Like, a lot of them are quite mm. abrupt. Like, the climb... Like, like the, the twists. Yeah, the yeah. twists. Do you, uh, do you like his movies? I do like his movies. I feel like he gets hassled for his plot twists mm. in the same way that J.J. Abrams get, gets hassled for having the bright lights on the on the screen what are they what's that called lens flares yeah jj right. abrams gets hassled for that and um Shyamalan gets hassled for the plot twists and i reckon they're what, getting what hassled for this Shyamalan. Shyamalan. i thought it was m night Shyamalan. uh well you're saying it fast <laughs> but yeah shia milan oh that's his surname yeah right, m yeah. night Shyamalan. i say shalala man no, you didn't. <laughs> I, no, I did before. I did before and you didn't pick up on it. And I was like, that was really good, Cam. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so they get, both those directors get hassled for these like little quirks. Mm. And I think that it's unfair. I reckon both those directors are really, really good. And people hassle them for these um, artistic kind of signature moves that they do as a way to like pull them down but i reckon both directors are great mm. i like the majority of Shyamalan's movies split is amazing yeah dude, haven't seen the latest dude but i haven't seen mr glass either but we went back and watched um the um unbreakable yeah. with bruce willis great so movie. good i'd seen i'd seen it before and i went back and watched it and it's such a good movie man. he did that before the big revival of superhero movies too yeah. like he did it around the time of x-men but it was before the time of batman begins yeah. and he reinvented what a superhero blockbuster Dark. movie could be and he doesn't get enough credit for that yeah, and people man. are just like oh you've got plot twists in all your movies so at least he has some <laughs> yeah. like there's some movies that just tr like trot along and don't do anything Shyamalan is a talented man and i'm stepping up for him yeah dude he's been hats, hassled long enough hats off to you shalala man <laughs> and um don't accuse your neighbors of murdering their wives with their penises is it a message to him got some real evidence no just to the world if, he, yeah. if, 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 it, if it has anything to do with his life yeah yeah if he has been going around hassling his neighbors <laughs> for murder <laughs> trying to throw murder accusations and timmy will pronounce your name wrong yes guy proposes to the wrong girl on new year's eve decides to just go with it the guy <laughs> Cam, you, you did that headline so well. That I, can you please do it again? Uh, it's going to be slightly different. Guy proposes. See? <laughs> Were you about to boo me, Reese? <laughs> uh, the guy has been with, with his girlfriend for three years. So picture this. He's partying with her on New Year's Eve. They've gone out of town for a while. Let's, picture it. Let's just say it's in Bali. He says he was a bit drunk. Is it in Bali? No. <laughs> But he's anonymous in okay. this, so he hasn't said where it is. But by the end of this, I kind of feel, I get the sense that he's British by the right. way that he's talked about this whole thing. Anyway, he's partying with his girlfriend. He's been with her three years. He says that he was a bit drunk, but not completely out of control drunk. He looks around and he notices that a bunch of other guys are getting down on one knee during the countdown and he gets caught up in the romance of the situation. The countdown's happening. He looks around for his girlfriend frantically. He manages to find her. He drops to one knee, asks her to marry him. She says yes. They announce it on Facebook and Snapchat. 
They go back to their hotel room. He gives her the very expensive ring. She falls asleep. He logs into a section of Reddit where you can ask for free legal advice because the reality is the ring he's just given to his girlfriend of three years was actually meant for his workmate who he's been sleeping with for a couple of months. What a dickhead. <laughs> what a dickhead. So he was meant to propose to this girl he was having an affair with. Mm-hmm. Dude, He like, bought the ring for her and everything. Did he say he was a little bit drunk? A little bit drunk. Like, in his interview, or like, in his post, he says he wasn't out of control drunk. Like, lie, man. Say you were. Yeah, how does that make any sense? He said, I'd been planning to break up with my girlfriend. I bought the ring for my work colleague, who I wasn't planning to propose to until we went on holiday. It was New Year's Eve, and I saw everyone else doing it, and I didn't want to miss out. So what he asked in this legal (laughs) advice section of Reddit is, "Can I want to check with anyone who has a legal background. Can I legally ask for the ring back so that I can gift it to my colleague? It's a very annoying situation. My mum Annoying. <laughs> my mum even called me to congratulate me. So he's apparently told his work colleague, the one that he's having the affair with. And now that he's told her, he's said that he feels scared that she might tell his fiance that he's been cheating on her with the colleague. If any of these girls have any sense, run. Just run. Mm. This guy is a moron. He yeah. is no good. He's the he's a, but he I can understand a little bit of the like, oh everyone's doing something, let's do it. Like if he was at a sporting event and uh you know, you have people doing the Mexican wave, mm. he's getting up every time. Like he's one of the guys that keep doing it even though it's dead. You know, it's like, Oh, it's dead, dude. Like the Mexican wave is like dead and he's still that one guy. Because he can spot that there's one yeah, other person. That there's one other like... person in the crowd that's still doing it. like yeah, 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 yeah. And he still jumps up every time he's that dude yeah yeah <laughs> and you don't want to marry that dude no you don't want to be around that dude and it's gonna hurt when she hears or figures this out but she will be dodging a bullet once mm. she does i'm talking about the fiance and oh. the other girl i so the other girl does she know do you yeah. reckon the also, colleague the colleague who he's been sleeping with is aware of the entire situation so she's so obviously she's aware that um he has a partner, but yes. she's also aware of the proposal. She knows, yes. and she's so she still knows there. now. It's like she, he would have gone to her and said, "Hey, I had a ring for you, but I um I proposed for my girlfriend." <laughs> See, look, I get that. Like on a on a deeper side, I get mm. the whole thing of like if you want to be want like if you want someone to want you so much, mm. you're willing to sacrifice your brain. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. So you're saying that which which of the girls, like you reckon both are sacrificing their um, I think more so the one that was having the um was was the was the was the side. The colleague. The, yeah, was yeah. the was the mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you managed to turn a story that was blatantly about how dumb the guy was <laughs> into a woman hating story. <laughs> <laughs> no, like like the the main meal the would side. be like yeah, the, the steak. Yeah. yeah. No. You could go like like, you know, pumpkin. You can go yeah. broccolis, chips, salad. Salad's probably best. Onion bhaji. Oh, what's that? It's um deep fried onion. It's delicious. Where's that from? Like what? Uh it's Indian. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't think I've had that before. I don't oh, been to India. It's oh yeah. You have it like how you'd have a side of fries. Yeah. You have onion bhaji. And sometimes it's not on the menu. And when you ask ask for that at an Indian restaurant, they look at you like, you're the Oh, you're, like you're the man. Yeah, you've got like the you knowledge. Like you know some shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Onion bhaji. Yeah, man. Yeah. Have you, so do you ask for it at every at Indian Every time, yeah. So yeah. even if they do banquet, you know how they always try to, when you go out for Indian, they're always pushing like, oh, banquet option? Yeah. How much is that? Uh, $85 a person. And you're like, why would, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy's shoes are soaked in mud. We're not, we're not paying eighty five a person. <laughs> but no matter what they're offering, if you just throw in, I'll oh, have some onion bhaji mm. on the side. They kind of like they give you a bit of respect. Have they given you anything extra for ordering it? Like, <laughs> as like, props? Yeah, as props. Like a little bit off your bill, or like um, like no, a glass of wine. Not just like a, a a nod. Like yeah, man. Yeah, like you demand. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. We, we were going to do a cool thing where I clicked and Reese passed me a cigarette. <laughs> but it just, it just didn't work out. All right, Cam, I've got a headline for you. 
decades-old mystery of washed-up Garfield phones in Brittany finally solved. And yeah. you boys on, on top of this? Yeah, cool. We got, we got some people in the room on top of this. So, a mystery which has been perplexing French litter uh, pickers. Like, that's a, that's a community, French litter pickers. <laughs> perplexing them all. Uh, for decades has finally been solved. Since the 1980s, Cam, novelty landline phones shaped like the cartoon cat Garfield have been washing up on Brittany's uh, coast. Uh, yeah. Clean beach campaigners have been collecting fragments of the handsets as they pick up debris. Uh, campaigners from the group even made the novelty phone a symbol of plastic pollution in the oceans and on local coastlines during an environmental campaign last year. Mm. Garfield's eyes open when the receiver is picked up and thousands of phones were made in the 1980s. It had been long suspected that phones came from a lost shipping container, which had perhaps been blown overboard. Following the environmental campaign featuring the phones, a local farmer remembered finding some when he was about 19 or 20. Mm. He also suspected the container was in um, a secluded cave that could only be reached at low tide. And yes, that's what they found. So they went into this. So they went into this cave and they found this this um, this box of thousands, um, dude, heaps of them, like this <laughs> big, this huge container of all these Garfield phones. Cool. And um, they, as the tide comes in, each time they would like a few would come loose and a few would float out. And this has been happening since the 1980s. And they actually found it. And they think that there could also be more out there. Yeah, good. Yeah. That's the first time I feel celebratory about litter. It gives a friendly face to littering. <laughs> Littering, yeah, littering's had a bad rap for too long. <laughs> yeah, man. I like the whole thing of a mystery solved too. Mm. I think like we've spoken about this a lot on the podcast with different stories. And I think there's nothing more satisfying than a mystery that's been going on for decades being solved. It's like, it, it, it's like something that you would write. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I wish that there was somebody living... In like the tipped oh, over boat Oh like he was in there And just every sort of like Every every week He would hit a calendar Yeah And he would like <laughs> Okay I'll, I'll push out 70 of these phones He was like writing Little messages on them And Sharpie yeah. He thought it was Sharpie It was actually Whiteboard marker So that every time The message like Save me I'm trapped in a cave With all these oh. Garfield And then he would like Hope He just like pr- like He ended up praying to Garfield He like <laughs> Believed that it was His whole existence And every time The Garfield phones Washed up the message was gone because he was writing in whiteboard ma- board marker. And so by the time they got there, he had passed away and been floated out to see himself. And he'd written messages on his own body with the whiteboard marker. <laughs> but they washed off too. So nobody ever knew that like all of these phones coming to yeah. shores, this guy's cry for help, but he just was under-resourced. Yeah. You'd think that you just get something sharp and carved in, eh? But he, yeah. he doesn't know that they're rubbing off. No, he thinks that one day someone will find me. Yeah. Yeah. Because actually the thing on the side of the whiteboard marker that says whiteboard marker, that had rubbed off. Oh, right. So he thought it was a Sharpie. He just thought it was a was a classic Sharpie. Yeah, he thought it was going to stick. Reese said, why don't you call somebody? They were landline phones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't be silly, Reese. This is a serious podcast. <laughs> Do you think that those Garfield phones became like his Wilson from from Castaway? Yeah. yeah, that makes it such an overwhelming thing. And they I all had their own personalities. Ed, they all had separate names, and it was heartbreaking for him every time he yeah. like floated one out. So when he's floating out batches of eighty, imagine having to give up eighty of your children just because you thought you thought they were going to help you live. Have you seen that video? Um, uh, like going around the internet of um. Like the mum crab sitting on uh, oh, yeah. on on the on the on the crab children, and she's just snacking. Like there's thousands of them, and she's a bit hungry, so she just snacks snacks yeah. on them. Like- At first, you can't tell what the crab mother is eating. It just yeah. looks like the sand around her ankles is moving. And then when you enlarge the video, you can see that it's thousands of baby crabs. It's really disturbing. Dude, it just tells you like Mother Nature don't give a fuck. It's like that. that it, it gives me mixed feelings of like why i love the human race and mm. why it's just kind of like i don't know it's just it's just it just brings you back to earth a little bit that there's certain species out there man where it's just there's no emotion there there's yeah. no emotion in a crab like you, you don't you, think she feels bad after every bite do you reckon she does <laughs> she's just a masochist man she's she's saying i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> did I, they must do you reckon they taste good or it's just like oh i'm bored well do you like surimi is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is like that crab? That, yeah. Yeah, I like, like crab. Subway, that white and red stuff. 
that's yeah. what she's she's basically eating that. Yeah. Have you ever wondered what a human would taste like? Yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon? Um, I reckon it depends on seasoning and how long you cook it. <laughs> Dude, hundred percent though. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I definitely would. What would you? Okay, just say like, um, we've got it. We've got ourselves a human. We're gonna we're gonna cook it up for dinner. What mm. would your like seasoning? Can it be someone from our band so I can get an idea of what okay, I think their cool. flavor would um, be? Let's go with um, let's go with Johnny Badlove. Yeah. Um, also the drummer from Drunk Mums. Yeah. Uh, what? So, and how would you describe Johnny physically? <laughs> um, <laughs> you chose probably the one with the most edible parts like he's the musliest yeah. of everyone in the band he's the fittest for sure yeah, yeah so thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think he'd be delicious that's how i'd describe his taste and just his aesthetic <laughs> but how would you cook him what seasoning uh, what? i think he would take a while he would take a while to cook like it would be a few day process you know how those like those people that go up hunting deer they kill it they mm. carry it out and then you know like their garage is a place you probably don't want to go in for a few days would you hunt johnny or would yeah. you just want him yeah you would you yeah. wouldn't you, you'd want to earn it yeah exactly yeah. like i don't eat human unless i'm the one killing it like, <laughs> <laughs> but i reckon he'd be a lot of man hours to prepare like hang him from a hook in the garage yeah. like you'd have to um yeah soak him and uh what would i use shave him you need to like yeah hairless yeah yeah you'd shave not wax Oh, would you would you wax? I'd him? wax him. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What's what's that what's that cream that you put veet. on veet? Yeah, would yeah, you I'd veet, veet him? him up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but after you've used the veet because it's got such a chemical aftertaste, yeah, that's you've true. got to wash that off. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe use a bit of Macca's mustard. <laughs> <laughs> Just like chuck him in some steak sauce. Just like a big like and soak him in it. Yeah, for, for days I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, like You'd in have a to. big refrigerator, yeah. like a big, a big like industrial one. Yeah, just man. soak him in some steak sauce in the nude hairless. Yeah, yeah. you'd shave his head. Oh, you'd yeah. beat his head and his body. Yeah, and then um, yeah, fill the uh, the freezer with soy sauce. Soy sauce. Oh, what did you say? I said steak sauce. They'll go steak sauce. Yeah, soy sauce could work too. I reckon I'll maybe go too salty. Yeah, it'd be real salty. Steak sauce would be delicious. Yeah, it would be real good. Yeah, yum, <laughs> yum, Johnny. Love you, Johnny. <laughs> Nicholas Cage has applied for a marriage annulment after four days of marriage. Nick Cage and makeup artist Erica Koike applied for a wedding license last Saturday and got married the same day in Las Vegas, Nevada. By Wednesday, the actor applied for an annulment. This is his shortest marriage yet, topping his 2002 marriage to Lisa Marie Presley, which lasted 108 days before they split. There's footage of them getting the wedding license last weekend, and in the footage, Nick Cage, I'm just going to go off script for a sec and yep. not read the article. He yep. seems hammered in the footage. Right. Um, oh, when they actually got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they went to get the um, marriage license, he's just like kind of like yelling stuff, and he's just a little too casual for a, a marriage license place. I love the guy. He's my favorite actor of all time. But, of all time? Yeah. But um, yeah, he was a little bit out of it. And there were two things that he was caught on camera saying, which I think are maybe the ultimate two things you don't want to be saying as a man who's about to marry someone. And those two things were, she's going to try and take all my money. <laughs> and the other thing was, her boyfriend's a drug dealer. You know, both those, <laughs> Neither of the- <laughs> both those things are probably true though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I reckon they are both true. And yeah. I guess Nick Cage is like enough he's switched on enough to at least be aware of what he was walking into do they look like a nice couple together not really man like no. i watched that and like it's very judgy of me but i've, I've now watched two videos of them okay. one of them <laughs> and that one it seems like they're sort of fighting like even though they're there for the same purpose there's a bit of tension between them and then the other video i saw was they're both about to get into a taxi and she's like sort of got her finger up like you know the telling off finger yeah. she's like got her finger up telling him off and he's like doing the classic boyfriend like what what have i done like it just it just <laughs> that seems was like... quite a good nick cage as well i reckon that's exactly what he would have sounded like <laughs> i can never do impersonations on purpose but i'm glad it accidentally came out um yeah so nick my main man look man i i don't know like i think even if you got married wasted Mm. Right, I would still give it more than four days. 
just to give it a chance yeah man like just to, just to give it a chance i mean like that whole thing with him so it was a hundred and something days with um with elvis presley's daughter yeah and and i i can i can see that i think three mm. like what's that like three four months yeah that that's enough time i reckon if you've really jumped into something and be like okay mm. like, i fucked up here this is not for me like that's yeah. i was i would go okay yeah, I, I'd be, I'd be like a little hasty. Maybe give it a year, mm. but I can understand it. Four days, bro. Yeah, that's too short. Even if it is just a drunk, a drunk marriage. I and think- it was a Vegas wedding too. So they'd been together as, as a couple for a year, and then they must have had it on. So they'd been married. They'd been together for a whole year, and you only gave it four days. Yeah, that's that seems a bit weird. Yeah, that seems like that seems a bit weird for me because mm. I would have thought when you said like the four days thing, I would have mm. thought it would have been like. Oh, they they'd sort of like shacked up in the last week or two. Like they just met and had like yeah. a whirlwind thing. Nah, they'd been dating. Like, like they'd been going steady for a year, and then they just had a big weekend in Vegas. Did he sign a prenup? Did I don't say? know. I don't yeah. know. But like, judging on his past, he's pretty bad with money. Like <laughs> he just he doesn't give a fuck. I reckon, eh? Yeah. <laughs> But, and also, like, that just proves how bad he is with money. The fact that as he's walking in to sign something where he gives her half his money, he's saying, she's going to try and take all my money. He's like, <laughs> he's like, fuck it. At the end of the day, we could always do Face Off 2. Yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah, I would watch it. Dude, Face... I would 100% watch Face yep. Off 2. See, because you like Nick Cage through old Nick Cage and new, new Nick Cage as mm-hmm. well. See, I like sort of um, Con Air, Face Off, The Rock. Have you Quite. watched Mandy? Is I haven't like, watched Mandy yet, but you were telling me about it. So that, I that, think it'll spark your love for him, and right. I think it'll make you forgive him for the last 12-year buffer between the era you like and yeah. his current era. Oh, there is one in between The Wicker Man where he's like, not the bees, yeah. not the bees. That was you half an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, not the bee. <laughs> no, yeah, not the single bee. <laughs> All right, Cam. The second dick story of the of the evening. Yeah, <laughs> this one is probably my favorite of the two. So mm-hmm. I left the best to last. Man circumcised by mistake when surgeon oh. <laughs> when surgeons confused him for another patient. Oh. Uh, his notes are believed to have been mixed up, the surgeon, with those of another patient last se- September at the University Hospital in, in, in Leicester. The unnamed man should have been getting his bladder inspected. Uh, according to a to, to a report, um, the serious serious mistakes that could have been prevented are considered so shocking they shouldn't have never occurred. Obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> a report on uh, a report by the Leicester City Council um, also revealed that a swab was left inside a patient following nasal surgery. So all like this hospital is really really going down. It here. sounds like a sheer house. <laughs> What sort of shit house are you living in, bro? You know. <laughs> yeah, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> but to be honest, like, I think, uh, have you, because you're uncircumcised, aren't you? Very much so. Yeah. Like, as far, <laughs> <laughs> as, far the other way as yeah. you can get. Because I think that, but would you, I don't know, would you be, okay, uh, this is a good question actually. How would you feel if you woke up and you're like, oh, I don't have like a large foreskin anymore. It's not, oh. that's not there. Like, would you, would you, would you be negative about it? Or would you just roll with the punches? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like the, it's such a scary thought because not only am I, do I have a, a big and trigger warning. Oh, it's too late for that. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about foreskins. Uh, We've spoken about foreskins on this podcast for sure, and also the other podcast, Bobby Noggers, that we used to do. We've spoken about foreskins more times yeah. than two friends should talk about foreskins. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the end of my wang is quite sensitive, and so <laughs> so my foreskin does a job that um, that someone has to wear it. <laughs> protects, oh right, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I've yeah. got so much extra um, baggage there. It like it creates like a thick it's like a force field for how sensitive sensitive the tip of my knob is and so if a doctor paralyzed Uh, me and then chopped it off the amount of pain i would be in for i imagine weeks while i just sensitivity yeah that as much as i would like to think i wouldn't be negative about it it Mm. would be so painful i reckon i would embrace it 
even if you had that level of pain? I don't know if I would. Yeah. I don't. Like, What's I, the state of your foreskin? Um, like pretty regular. I yeah. think. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like I. I think. I think it's fairly regular. To be honest, like, let, let's be honest. The most like when we when we like as dudes like straight dudes when we talk about dicks the most like uh, I'd say. Um, sort of background that we have of dicks is probably from pornography, right? Mm. Like it's probably the most dicks that we've seen. And like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right though. Yeah. Like there's just an odd period of toddlerhood where you're like bathed together. Yeah. Right? It right. is weird. No, you, no you're right. No, yeah. No, yeah, I'm not leaving you hanging, bro. Like it's, 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 that's a, that's a thing. That's a thing. You're all good. You're all good. <laughs> Reese is looking at me like I need to be reported. Is that reported. a no, Reese? <laughs> Reese grew up here in Melbourne, though, so yeah. that's, that's like he he grew up here in a, in a in a very sort of like you know new age community. I guess we're the four of us that nodded along to that just now. We're all kind of more regional kids. Maybe it's like a regional thing to yeah. bathe with your dad. If you haven't seen your dad's dick, how well do you really know your dad? Exactly, your townie. <laughs> yeah, you buddy townie, Reese. <laughs> Heavily drunk Irishman We've got a theme today (laughs) Heavily drunk Irishman Masturbates and dies In German police car After an incident in Berlin Police were patrolling at 2am When the man began speaking Indistinguishably to them When they asked where he was staying He was unable to respond In a way that they understood So they took him into custody. They put him in the back of a police car while they wrote in their notebooks and uh, talked on their walkie-talkies, which I guess they do every time. He couldn't hold himself up, so he had officers either side of him to prop him up. As soon as they started driving, he fell asleep. After he'd been asleep for a couple of minutes, he woke up and immediately started vigorously masturbating. Moments later... (laughs) (coughs) I love... Dude... Instead of just saying masturbate vigorously, that just puts a real image in your mind. He got straight into it. (laughs) Hard. Yeah. Vigorously. (laughs) Moments later, he slumped over, stopped breathing, and died. Whoa. Whoa, dude. Emergency services jumped straight into action and managed to resuscitate him with no complications. It turned out that he had narcotics in his system, but he won't have any long-term damage. What a wank, man! If you're gonna, if you're gonna, that is the wank of all wanks. Yeah. If you're, if if you're gonna, like, you, you had a wank that killed you, and yeah. you've and you're living to tell the tale, man. Are you imagining how good he must have felt? <laughs> well, probably wouldn't have, like that would have been a, like a like a, a wank over. Is that like the the wanky version <laughs> of a hangover? <laughs> Oh, like when he woke up from it, like yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, like real groggy, like yeah. he'd just been on the town for five days, definitely. But, which he pro- which he may have been. Yeah, it sounds like he had. That. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, look, if I'm going out, I'm going out like me. Yeah, I'm being me, and <laughs> yeah. and, and what me is is a vigorous masturbator. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very vigorous. Do you reckon that was just inbuilt? It's like one of his habits. Like maybe at home he wakes up, and as a way to help himself get back oh, to sleep, yeah. that's what he would do. And then he just woke up. Didn't really register that he had police either side of him, that he was in the back of a cop car. So he was just like, oh, i got to get back to sleep somehow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing, like, how hard do you have to wank to kill yourself? Like, surely, like... like he was he was speeding through the process. Dude, like, really, like, his whole body must have been involved. Involved, yeah. yeah. Like, every single muscle in that man's body was... <laughs> Was into that way. Had wank. one goal. Yeah. Yeah. One goal. was pelvic thrusting. Did it say whether he came or not? It says uh, he was cut short. <laughs> that is that is the most. Actually, I've, t- I've I've changed from mine. It's not the greatest rank of all time. It's the most disappointing rank of all time. <laughs> if you don't come and you die instead, like <laughs> you, those, yeah, those are the two options. You come or you die. You know what? He saw those two things and he just threw the he just threw the coin up in the air and said, "Flip it, bitch." Let's see. <laughs> All right, Cameron, that brings us to an end of our news stories for the week. Well, thank you for having all of us in your lounge, Timmy. (laughs) Mate, it's been good. It's been good. We've got a couple of send-ins this week. 
Um, so the first, um, before we do, um, as we say every episode, please keep sending these stories. We love hearing them from the listeners and we love you guys getting involved in obscure news. Um, the first story sending came is from um, Stallion Peters, who uh, we've had on the show a few times. Welcome and, back. Yeah, he, he, he sends in uh, some of my favourite stories, this one especially. The headline is, UK man tries to flee Australia on a jet ski. <laughs> Dude, this is epic, right? So this is the kind of shit a movie is made from. So a wanted British man who fled Australia on a jet ski and armed with a crossbow... <laughs> Oh, my hero. <laughs> yeah, dude. This kind of shit you hear in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Almost made one hundred the 140-kilometer journey across the Torres Strait from Cape York to Papua New Guinea. Yeah. He was apprehended at mudflats on the eastern side of, uh, of the island in PNG. Uh, police say the man 57 is wanted for drug-related offenses in Western Australia and will be extradited back there. His failed bolt to PNG came after Queensland police learned he'd been uh, seen launching a jet ski loaded with fuel, supplies, and possibly a crossbow strapped to to him uh, in Cape York. Um, So they've got the bloke and he got... Look, let's be honest, he's probably a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. But even pieces of shit can fucking have a good old fucking hack at something. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a pretty solid hack. Dude. He was nearly there. He was... He, he, look, let's be honest. If you reach the mudflats of Papua New Guinea, I feel they're like... I feel they're giving him a, a hard hand by not saying he got there. If mm. you reach the mudflats of a country, you're fucking there, bro. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I would say he got there and got apprehended with a... No, 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 no. He only reached the mudflats. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Yeah. You reached the mudflats, you fucking did it. I don't want to like prop him up because he sounds like a really shit dude. Mm. But very cool choice of weapon. Yeah, real cool like, choice of weapon. Real cool choice of getaway vehicle. Yeah, fucking jet ski. Yeah, you went across like the, you went across the Torres Straits, like like a really hard out area of. Do he was just going full blast as <laughs> well? That's the like, only bah! thing he knows. Yeah, that's the only thing he knows, and that crossbow was loaded the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got one from Stallion Isaac. Police filmed using riot shields and a loaf of bread to control a swan. <laughs> Dude, this headline is so good. It's just like, and it's just like swans, because swans are way more vicious. Like they got a sass to them. Dude, they have a real sass to mm. them. They're like kind of, uh, they're, they're swans and ducks. Mm. Like that whole sort of like bigger waterfowl family. Yeah. You don't fuck with them. Their neck is designed like when you have a tea towel and it's wet. Like, <laughs> psh, like they are nature's wet tea towel. Like they're. <laughs> so they can't help it. It's within their nature. Hilarious footage shows two officers spending at least half an hour shepherding the bird back home to Murdiston Park in Inverclyde. I think it's in the UK. At least one other officer and two police vans were also involved in helping the swan safely navigate across the road yesterday evening. Um, Let me just skip forward a little bit. At one point, the swan stops and the female officer gently uses her shield to nudge the bird's tail feathers and get it moving again. The clip ends with police directing the swan back to the area its reservoir is located. And then the cop's final quote is, even the swans in Greenock are mental. <laughs> I think that word's been cancelled, so let's just blame the cop for that one. <laughs> Look, man, I don't think that's necessarily how you need to treat a runaway swan. Mm. But if someone said, okay, we've got to tame this swan in front yeah. of you, and I had the option of riot shield or no riot shield, Bro, I'm choosing that riot shield yeah. every time. And I don't think they were time. too mean to it. Like no. They only like Shoved g- it. gently... It's like, fucking get. Yeah. Fucking get, get. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hopefully that's all the action that riot shield sees. Well, thanks for the send-ins, Isaac and Peters. And as we said before, please keep sending in those, those, those stories. We always enjoy reading them. Cam, it's that time of, the, time of the show. Cleanse me, Timmy. It's the time of the show where... One of us will read a good news story. I think it's really needed this episode, actually. Yeah. I feel like I've just been staring at my own crotch, slapping it. Like, I have the same sort of feeling (laughs) (laughs) if I had just been sitting slapping my own crotch for 48 minutes is maybe what I do now. So, give me some wholesome 
information. So this story really brings the whole episode full circle, and it's I I, I picked this story um, way earlier than than we than we met up here today, and it's com- completely um com- completely you know not on purpose. Yeah. The headline is. Morgan Freeman converted his 124-acre ranch into a giant bee sanctuary. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was meant to be. Yeah. Another pun. There we go. We can't. St- we cannot be stopped. Uh, the 81-year-old actor said he was taken. He has taken up beekeeping to help revive the declining bee population. Mm. Um, he's got a huge. So he's got this huge property, and uh, he's turned the whole thing um, into a bee sanctuary to try and uh, improve the the bee pop, uh, population, which actually has a huge impact on um, on all of the plant life around yeah. everywhere. Because as we know, bees. Um, actually by going from from uh, flower to flower plant to plant actually help um uh spread the 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 pollen of of yep. those of those flowers if and bees plants. die we die 100 percent, man yep. it's like they're very very um important to the to the ecostructure which if bees die we die and if morgan freeman's making sure they don't then he actually is god oh shit bruce almighty he became yeah. the character dude wow. i didn't even see that but look, I think look, it's it's a it's a little bit cheesy, like having like celebrities do things. But if you're going to be rich, you can spend your money on a lot of stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool when you have um, rich celebrities spending at least a portion of their money on something that's going to help people out. Yeah, and I think that's you know I I I would like with 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 the sort of good news stories I usually pick is something a little bit more sort of blue collar, something a little bit more the the the, the regular person. Mm. But I think it's also cool to see people that are uh, are in. A financial positions of power doing really nice things as well 100 percent, man good on you morgan yeah good on you well that brings us to the end of this uh this podcast Ken. and one more time i want to promote reese's gig reese is playing a show with eura this sunday what time again reese six o'clock six p.m fifi's bar How what much? about the gerties do the gerties have anything Free coming show. up at the moment you guys got any uh Cool. So, uh, if you, if yeah, do you guys want to jump on the jump on the mic here? So, tell us um, where are you guys playing and, and what are you guys doing? <laughs> um, on Thursday next week we're playing at the B East in Brunswick, and Friday Saturday we're playing Botany View and the Townie in Sydney, and then Sunday Arvo we're playing Yours and Ours in Wollongong. And, and uh, you can listen to the Gerties on, um, on, on Spotify. Spotify. And, yeah, all that sort cool. of Cool. Please to listen to the Gerties, um, uh, Charging Stallion, and uh, Reese's Band Reesex. We've we've we they we all uh, come from the from the same band circuit here in Melbourne, and uh, they're a great band. And you should, if you live in Sydney or you're in Melbourne here, um, go to Brunswick, go to Sydney, and check them out. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Well, that's the end of the show, Cam. It's been a lovely one, mate. And uh, thank you to, to everyone everyone listening at listening at home. Thanks and, for uh, driving around with us in your ears. We appreciate all of our motorist listeners uh, more than more than our pedestrian listeners. <laughs> Is that your number one? <laughs> yeah, because you've probably got more money. <laughs> Buy our merch. <laughs> you have been listening to Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim. Have a great week. <laughs>